This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, OK, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now wherever you get your podcasts. Connor, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go, first of all, for Bonner or Pauly Mar in the, in the All-Ireland semi-final. Two things. First of all, the hit on Joe Canning. I've nothing against Joe Canning, but I've never been in Crow Park uh, when a hit was made like that where everybody in the stadium shuddered. It was just... And not ab- just Joe. Not just Joe. <laughs> it was a peach of a hit. Um, like he was coming along the sideline, the timing of it, and Joe's a big, strong man, well able to handle himself. And it actually poleaxed the two of them, I believe, for a little while. Mm. Uh, but it's not just for that. There was the um, his hook on Conor Cooney, or on Joe's Cooney. No, Conor, Conor, Conor Cooney, yeah. yeah, late on in that game. Goal definitely on. And to get back there, I, I love Potty Maher as a hurler. In 2010, I thought he was going to go on and be the greatest halfback in the country and I'd say you know with JJ and Tommy Walsh now having kind of retired I think we probably put him on that on that pedestal now Michael um, the semi-final in Turles like the whole thing as a spectacle was just phenomenal God from start to finish you just I was sitting beside you Connor, and you knew something was bubbling before the thing even started the place was just rocking and then for it to come down to that kind of one moment at the end with Parik Matney standing over a free and you're just thinking like yeah, he's got of all people who stand over free, he's gonna nail it. And when he did nail it to a fair extent, it was going over the crossbar. And then for Owen Murphy, like and I don't think any picture has caught no. like no really clear picture has caught just how amazing it was. Like his at full, the height. Yeah, his full hand was yeah. above the the crossbar, like and the without being smart, the balls to actually go and do that. Like because mm. Cody said after it had consequences and if he took if if he dropped the ball mm. It was, it, it was a goal. It was probably. one of those nights as well, like when you're working at a game and y- you think the seminal moment of the match has happened and you underline it in your notes because that's going to be your intro. I had about nine of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you had the final, final, final seminal moment, which was Murphy pulling the ball down from over the crossbar. Like we had, there was an easy miss free from TJ Reid. Then he went yeah. and he nailed one. Gleeson, again, like he pulled balls out of the sky that night and maybe it's because it's Torless and maybe we were all get a bit kind of bleary eyed about that sort of hurling stuff but like it was a Saturday night in Torless and it was just an incredible, incredible night and in terms of action and in terms of, you know, two narratives pulling at each other like this thing of Kilkenny wanting to keep the pretenders down and go for the three in a row the opposite narrative of here are the pretenders and they're the ones that want to get the All-Ireland title. It just, it, it just kept pulling at each other all night long and you just you really weren't sure of it even after the final whistle. You had Funnily to, enough, I think that had a, actually you know, had a big bearing on the final as well. 
Like I actually, I think it. I did. They do think it took a lot of I think it did. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it did. They're not used. They're not. They're not used to that either. Now, lads, in fairness, they haven't had to do that over the last couple of years. It's usually been a final. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. Maybe it did take a bit. Out I of thought it. there and then after the pitch that there was no way they were going to lose the final. Just if if they survive two blasts of that from Waterford, mm. they're just thought now. Nah, mm. They're just they've too much about. Them. Okay, I'll concur with your match of the year. Definitely, I just thought it was an incredible occasion. But I'm going to just to be different. I'm going to throw something out. Seamus Callanan's All-Ireland final performance. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think we've seen that from a player on the biggest stage of all in I don't know how many years. Yeah. To score nine points from play, one wide from play, he'd one free cut out, but it was just everything he touched turned to gold last yeah, like, Sunday. And you knew, yeah. you, the minute he got the ball in his hands, you kind of knew, that's it, over the bar. And and they weren't a, going over, they were going they were going straight over as well. Yeah. They were going over the black spot. Like. He's a fellow who was completely in control of his performance as well. You know, He wasn't losing the head and you know fist pumping the sky or anything. Like He knew exactly what he was going to do and he was just always in the process of executing. And it helps as well. We, we, like we tend to, like in football and in hurling, we talk about natural footballers and natural hurlers. It's just the fellas who have that kind of balance. But Callanan is just one of those fellas you love to watch. Like he's he, he's a really really stylish looking hurler. You know, he's he's bigger and he's quicker than a fella with his touch probably should and I just thought he was magnificent that and, and of course it should have been more, more than nine points from play because why Bubbles didn't give him that pass oh, with the, the, the open goal beckoning but uh, I think he saw the trip to Abu Dhabi in the Sunday game <laughs> maybe that yeah, well, just on that as well like Lara scoring three goals in All-Ireland like three goals unbelievable but that's three shots of goal nine, Shane O'Donnell like, the same thing yeah, as well, but yeah. nine points like you wouldn't dream of scoring that in an under 14 final let alone on the biggest day of the year like it's just thought it, Delivering like yeah, I felt sorry. I must say as well in mitigation. I felt sorry for Joey Holland. I, mm. Like t- t- I'm sure in his heyday, JJ Delaney or Noel Hickey would have done a better job on uh, Shami Callan. But when you're left with that much space, and it was it was literally the Tipperary for we spoke about already. But it was literally the Tipperary forwards just pulling the strings as to where the spades were being opened up. I don't think Joey Holden stood any chance. No chance. And and in fairness, like Michael Ryan deserves huge credit mm. for for bringing that out of tip. But probably you know maybe still there should be a bit of credit due to Aim Lachey because he was the first man who introduced this concept of creating space, movement, creation of space and chances in the tip forward line and, and we saw it there yeah, it wasn't just it, Michael Ryan brought would say, I would say the brawn and Eamon O'Shea had brought, and brought the brain already and they kind of merged the two of them together and it was just this unbelievable kind of painting almost but before us even under Eamon O'Shea like, even if you go back to 2010 under Liam Sheedy and obviously Eamon O'Shea's fingerprints were on that as well there was always beautiful movement in the Tipperary forward line but you always got the sense that Bonner's job was to pull it down out of the sky. Owen Kelly's job was to stay close to goal. And Lar's job was to do whatever it was that Lar thought was the thing to do. But you get an sense now. And it, like, don't get me wrong, he was brilliant at it. Like, you know, never has a f- free spirit been a more effective inside forward and in mm-hmm. hurling. But you get a sense now that they're all playing the script, you know, and, and they're doing it in such a well-drilled way that it just looks off the cuff. OK, top three players of the championship. Uh, we'll get you each to nominate... Uh, three players and then to pick your overall my three would be Seamus Callan anybody who scores nine points in the all Ireland final has to be there uh, Gleeson still the greatest thrill I think I had this season was watching Ozzy Gleeson because of just the explosion of energy that he gives on the pitch like he's just incredible and Paddy Marr who I think as I've already stated I think is great 
Yeah, I'm not going to throw anyone different into that, to be honest with you. They're, they're the three that I would have picked as well, yeah, to be honest. This is terrible. I can't either because I've already committed <laughs> to last Tuesday. One, Seamus Callan, two, Austin Gleeson, three, Porrig Maher. So I think uh, that's fair enough. We'll, I, we, I'd, I'd, I'd put Polly Maher, two, instead of... I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought consistently out through the year, he was just brilliant the whole year. While there was mm. probably not, like he was brilliant in the semi-final, maybe with a couple of moments, while there was no outstanding performance throughout the year, it was a steady eight, I would say. Well, actually, his player ratings in the independent, I think, this year were five eights, like right yeah. through the like championship. That's, so that's unbelievable. I'll make a case for Gleeson on the basis that there was no match that he played that I was aware of, even going through the league, where he wasn't the biggest character in the game. Now, I know... Well, the Munster final, surely. He was the Munster final, of, yeah. yeah. The Munster final, that was a bad day for everybody around him. But, mm. like, even in the league... And they, they've used him in such a good way, you know, they, they get him on the ball, uh, they let him kind of do his own thing, they don't shackle him with too many responsibilities, you know, like he's the one that's going to influence the play the most. The only thing I will say is that, like he's a force of nature, but just, he needs, you know, the, that, that final piece of the puzzle is just being a force of nature who has a better awareness of men in better positions Which with the ball. Which was probably summed up in the quarterfinal against Wexford when he hit as many teams as some teams do. Uh, yeah. As many wides <laughs> as one day, yeah. nine yeah. as some teams do. Yeah. But is Callan your number one overall or is it Gleeson? I'm going to go for Gleeson. I'm just going to go for Gleeson. I think it's just a breath of fresh air, you know. I mean, Callan in the semi-final, Dahi Burke gave him a good roasting and I think the best move that Mick Ryan made that day was to move Callan into the corner to get Dahi Burke away from the edge of the square so it was John mm. McGrath that did the trouble so like look don't get me wrong I'm not going to argue with Shamey Callan as hur- mm. hurler of the air but I just maybe it's the aesthetics of Ozzy Gleeson you know a fella who can get that high up in the air and pull the ball down and who has scant regard for anybody around him I like how physical he is as well as everything else and I just love fellas who can stick sideline cuts over the bar I'm just, I just have a bit of a soft spot for all those things so I give it to Gleeson uh, before we finish, I, I can't let the occasion uh, pass without... Re- we should remember the shock of the year, which was no- nothing we've discussed so far, but oh, it was with the Westmead under-21 hurlers <laughs> beating Kilkenny <laughs> back in May. Yeah.